and welcome to whatever the fuck this is. Um, I'm John. Kaylee's here. Hello, I'm Kaylee. And Molly's here. Hey, guys. I don't have to work tomorrow, so I'm kind of just riding it out until it until it's not happening anymore. I want another question. I want another yeah, question. Yeah, like, I obviously don't work tomorrow either. Let me see. I screenshotted one. I don't know why I screenshotted that, because none of those questions are really all that great. Well, I, I think I've also done this before, and I think it's just one of those things where you have a huge selection of questions and you just have to narrow it down yeah to there, the, there was one that i really liked after the uh food question and the food question was because john always hates on me for how much i fucking love watermelon and so uh, i wanted i, I, I do wanted, like to i wanted to know what his uh response to that was oh shit i i, I do enjoy like going out into the world and uh, talking about how trash watermelon is particularly mm. if either you or Ivana are in a position to hear me and Molly, I love watermelon. Literally, I just went and paid $7 for a watermelon today. And in my head, I was like, this is such horseshit, but I fucking love watermelon. Watermelon's delicious. Eh. I mean, it's not the worst melon because cantaloupe exists, but. Cantaloupe's the worst. See, I only like cantaloupe if I put salt on it. <sighs> but see. I only- to me, um, just regular, like, green melon is the worst. Like, I still Oh, eat you mean it. honeydew? Yeah. Uh, I, like, I like honeydew. See, like, I like it, and I still eat it, but I'm a fruit person. I could be a fruititarian. So if I had to choose my least favorite, it was honeydew. Uh, I've not... Uh, there's not a melon you could put in front of me that I would not want to put immediately into a garbage can. <laughs> Okay, this one's a good one. Do you have a secret hunch about how you will die? Oh, no. Um? Mine is probably because drunk Kaylee got too reckless and put herself in a situation that no one could save her from. (laughs) Honestly, like, for me, I feel like as I get older, like, (laughs) I'm going to ironically die out of anxiety from my fear of death. Yeah. Yeah, so I I also very much fear death. So I, the only thing I can think of is because I'm so anxious about it and avoid all risk that I will die in my sleep. Crossing fingers. Yeah, I hope that for you as well. Okay, we'll change the subject. What is your least favorite word in the English language? Mine is moist. I can't fucking say that word. And my best friend, anytime they're in the supermarket, sends me pictures of things that say, like, moist cake. And I cringe, and I get so mad every fucking time. I also dislike moist, but my my least favorite word is chunky. I hate it. I think it's, it. whenever anyone says it, it's just like, ah! Yeah, but, yeah, but, okay. But it's a good candy bar. It's, mm-hmm. like, got chocolate, raisins, and peanuts. Okay, you know what? I've never actually had one, but just the word. just ugh. I can understand that, but, like, although it is weird because it's, like, one of the only candy bars I can think of that's a fucking square, but I'm trying to think because, like, for me, I, I would imagine it's context-specific because... Oh, you know what? I just found your list, Kaylee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Number 87. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My next one, then... <laughs> Are you good at forgiving people? Honestly, yes. Like I, me I'm too. The, 
I yeah, 100%. I will consider myself the queen of too many chances. Like, you could do me, like, the worst, like, uh, I I don't even have an example, and I'll still be like, you know what, okay, like, I I believe that you have changed, like. I don't even necessarily need to believe someone has changed. I just feel like the emotional weight of carrying a grudge is not worth it. That's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that, and also I believe that, well, I think I, I, Kaylee and I have, I used to be a lot like you, I used to be a lot like you, um, and I had the, well, like, I, no, I, I don't know if that's what I'm saying, I'm just saying, like, I have a lot of empathy for people who are having issues, so, like, if your issue is going to cause you to, uh, wrong me, I'm less likely to blame you, even if what you did was wrong. I agree with that. Yeah, like, for me, it's very, like, I'm gullible. So, like, it just is what it is. And I know that self, so I try to be more, like, observant. Like, are they being honest or are they just, like, using me uh, right, to yeah. an extent? And um, so, like, if you, I guess if I feel like, I believe the excuse, I don't want to call it an excuse, I just don't know the other word for it, but like, if I believe the story you're telling me and that you're gonna at least try to do better, maybe you won't even do better, maybe you'll do worse, like, if I know that your intentions are good, for me, that's enough, and I'll be like, okay, like, we can, we can that's, try this That's again. me too, that's me too. Okay, choose someone's lap to sit on for ten minutes. <laughs> uh. That is such a cringy question. Uh, I'm a I'm a tall man. <laughs> okay, I okay. don't fit into people's laps very okay. well. Okay, Jonathan, sit next to them. Even though I know your name's not Jonathan, it just felt. It like certainly that. isn't. Uh, you, you, Forrest does that all the time too. I I'm such a like I love full names like Johns are automatically Jonathans. Uh, Matt are automatically Matthews. Like I just love full names like. It's just my thing, but I will, I, that, I think that's actually the first time I've ever done that since having this conversation with you. So I think <laughs> my odds are pretty okay. No, I do that as well. No like, one does it more than Forrest. I think automatically, like I call, um, your Matthew, Matthew. And then I'm like, oh, I think he's the only one that I know yeah. that's actually okay <laughs> with that. Like, he's, he's good. Um, yeah. So like, I know it's in his Twitter handle. <laughs> it's very important to him. Is, is his middle big. is his middle name Michael? Yes, yes. I could only think of one other M. What's your is is your middle name Marie? No, no, no. I I changed my last name to my middle name getting married so I could have MMM as my initials. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. My mid- also my, my my middle name's an M M word. What is it? Mark. Because uh, apparently, apparently there was a new fucking testament just like sitting next to wherever I was born. Oh no! John, oh, no. John, John Mark Benrick. I'm John Mark. My twin brother is Daniel Paul. You have oh, a twin. Geez. I have a twin. Yeah, but mine, but mine sucks. I didn't even I know mean, that about okay. you. I I feel bad saying that because I think okay. I. We get along when we don't live close to each other or have to interact that often. And I, 
But I also think that he probably likes me considerably more than I like him, which sounds Ow. mean. Um, and it was always a thing growing up. I was super introverted and I would just want to be in my room reading and there's fucking Dan just like, please go away and let me do what I want to do by wait, myself. Like, wait, y'all are John and Dan Vinrick. I could write a whole story about y'all's monotonous life. I, you know what? I really want to meet this guy. That's what I want. Um, I mean, I guess you can, but, (laughs) Okay, in my story, y'all meet Kaylee and Zach, the twins, and one of y'all is homosexual for my brother, and the other one gets to date me. (laughs) Alright, I'm gonna gonna go ahead and call you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay, (laughs) do. But, yeah, I don't know, just, we like, the thing is, we have similar interests, and, like, we just never really click in person as people. Like, it just doesn't... Are y'all, like, both awkward together? Like, not, like... No, like, so... He's... He's obnoxious in a way that I find, like, actively irritating in large doses. And maybe, maybe he's less so... Maybe he's mellowed with age. I don't know. But, like... Probably. But certainly growing up, I found him to be a lot... He's also, like... I don't know. For me, I love my twin and the fact that um, sometimes when I think about ever having kids on my own, I'm like, oh my god, I don't know what it's like to be alone. I've been with someone since womb. Uh, But also we're complete opposites. And he, like... If you ever watched Trailer Park Bro- Boys, you would think my twin brother belongs on that show. Oh, my. Yeah, like, he's very much, like, white trailer trash. And then you meet me, and you're like, how do y'all, how do y'all even, like, y'all, y'all, y'all shared the same root womb? Like, y'all were yeah. raised by the same people. It's, like, polar opposites. So as much as I love my brother, and I'm proud of him and who he's become, it's, like, it's weird to think that we, like, had the same upbringing. That's fair. I imagine, I mean, I don't want to armchair psychologist us, but like, <laughs> I, 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 I have mean, to think. It's, someone's got to take a job. <laughs> I just have to think that it's because like as a woman growing up in this conservative South versus a man growing up in conservative South, like that is a lot of, oh, that's yeah. a different experience. That's like a completely different experience. I'm going to. To the group chat right now, uh, send y'all a picture. The most recent picture I have of me and my twin together. I do not believe I have seen my twin brother in person in 13 years? 12, 13 years? Something like that? Holy shit! That's a long time. Whenever whenever he moved back to Ohio... (laughs) For me, I think the last time I saw my twin brother was um, my birthday in August, which obviously beats 13 years by a long shot. But for me, that's still a long time because I'm very family oriented. I don't even see my older brother that much, and he lives like probably 20 minutes from me. (laughs) I get along with him. We just like we lead sort of separate lives. And when we interact, we interact. Okay, I sent my most recent paper. All right. Oh, oh my God, he looks not like you at all, right? Like, yeah, at all. And the thing is, that picture is like different 
Um, so my my father that raised us, who is actually my stepbrother, my stepdad is Hispanic, and if you see my two brothers that are his kids, they also are very dark complected. So everyone thinks that like them three are yeah, yeah. my dad's <laughs> my dad's kids, and like me, I'm like this adopted like strange like white girl. <laughs> like that's hilarious. Yeah, and uh, but yeah, that's my twin brother. And, like, since we were kids, like, he's been tall and skinny, and I've always been, like, short and fat. Like, I always tell him, like, brother, we look like the number 10 next to each other. Like, <laughs> it is what it is. Wait, I want to see, I want to see, uh, uh, John's brother. Yeah, John, Hold on. Is there, you and your is there, like, a, yeah. Uh, I mean, there's not a picture of us together that I'm aware of that I could pull up, but... Is it just too old to to because it's been too long? Yeah, thirteen years. Uh, all, we didn't even have. All I can think of to do is uh, is link to his Facebook page. Wow, you guys also look nothing alike. Yeah. Dang. Okay, let me go. I'm on my way. That's oh so my crazy. god! Like nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, me and my brother also look kind of a lot different. We're not twins, obviously, but but I think that when you have like I, all of us, well, wait, John, Jonathan, well, me and John, stop <laughs> only showing me oh. your head. Sorry, uh, I keep shifting my positioning, so it's fucking up where my camera's pointing. I think the only thing y'all share is y'all's eyebrows, like <laughs> nothing else. Like he has these dead eyes and like Michael. Yeah, you guys do not. Look. His like yeah, nose, he he he's Michael, had a rough life. Okay, well, like his nose reminds me of a bit of Michael Jackson post surgery, not in a rude <laughs> way, but like that's just like the vibe I get. Um, I have this picture and like looking at it compared to you, I wouldn't have even guessed y'all were related, let alone twins. No, no. Okay, so I can only. Imagine how Molly feels because I'm offended that I didn't know you had a twin, but I guess that's because I'm a twin and I talk about it all the fucking time. <laughs> yeah, I I don't talk about it all that much. It just comes up occasionally, and it's it's nothing I necessarily invite attention to. I think I knew both of you had twins, but I've never like. Her, you neither of you have ever talked about them on the podcast, so I like I do not know anything about them. That's fair. Um, I love my twin brother, but his wife, um, just kind of like distances the whole family from. Oh no! From, oh, I think it, yeah, I think you did tell us that from like me and the rest of my uh, family that I'm close to. So, as much as like me and my brother used to be close, so it's like kind of almost more civil at this point because obviously we're involved. Like I talk to him as much as I can, but he also works really hard for his family. So it's just like a catch 22. Well, I'm here. I, was, I finally looked at the new Facebook. I'm like, okay, that's a thing. Yeah. Although they, they still don't appear to, Let's see. Do, do, do can I arrange my timeline chronologically? Nah, no. It's the only thing I want from any social media platform. I know, to, I know. 
And Twitter mm-hmm. at least lets you do it, even if they randomly will reset it from time to time. I hate that shit. The hell? You can hide comments containing certain words. That's weird. All right. Ah, I found a good question. How would ten year old self your ten year old self react to what you do? He'd be pissed off that I wasn't playing baseball. Oh so, yeah. Ten year old me would uh I think would um understand like I've always had an affinity for helping like take care of kids younger than me. And like even as a kid I would help out where I could. Um, I was obviously at church with my biological father, and I would help out in the nursery. Uh, I went on this thing where we went overnight to an outdoor education-type experience, and um, instead of doing what I was doing with the other kids, I helped take care of the couple of kids that went with us that had special needs. So, like, I think it was uh, always just kind of lined up that this is something I was always passionate about. My first job was taking care of people in a nursing home. And so, like, I think 10-year-old me would be like, yeah, I fucking knew it. (laughs) (laughs) Minus all the alcohol. 10-year-old me was definitely one of the, like, raised conservative, like, oh, I'll never do that. Now, like, I drink like a fish. So part of me would be like, really? But, like, I don't mind at all. Like, I'll just keep fucking. John, your uh, 10-year-old self wanted to be a baseball player. I didn't even know you knew what baseball was. <laughs> yeah. I mean... You missed the old old John with yeah, the uh, baseball if, rants. If you, if you had been on the podcast uh, during the uh, season that the Cubs went to the World Series, you would have been very aware. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sad to miss out on that. And or Or the random, like... There was a when Molly, myself, and Matt played Shay Geek. I definitely spent like fucking a solid like eight minutes just talking about funny Barry Bond stats. To be fair, the only thing I know about baseball is when our um, Texas Rangers player socked the fuck uh, out of the other player, and it was a meme for a long while. You know, you know how sometimes, uh, like when a pit, are you aware of the phenomenon? Like a pitcher hits the batter with a pitch, and the batter will charge the mound. Like yes. to all right. So there was a guy that used to be on the Cubs named Kyle Farnsworth, and there the only guy I've ever seen do this. He hit the pitcher, and before the batter got the chance to charge the mound, he charged the fucking plate. It was uh it was impressive. He was also like he seemed like a big dumb guy, but I don't actually know if that's true. He was definitely tall. Like that's fair. I'm gonna see if any video exists of this. While while John is looking this up, I, I would on to say the reason I chose this question was because I coming I because at ten was like the moment before I changed drastically as a person so as a 10 year old i would have been like oh yeah that totally makes sense accounting yeah but then like after 10 like by 12 i would never have guessed that i would have been an accountant so it's very strange okay it's a video of it is in the chat 2003 2003 i like i thought pete wentz was the love of my life and i was in middle school (laughs) He's the Fallout Boy guy, right? Yeah. Okay. Wait, is this a 
Oh, this is a commercial. I was like, what the hell's going on? Oh, yeah. M- most things have ads. Because, <laughs> you know. Damn. He he got him. Yeah. He was like, I'm fucking sick of this shit, huh? <laughs> what you, the fuck? Yeah, you don't see that move very often, do you? Why? I almost Wait. thought I was watching hockey for a second. Yeah, he that's... He charged that's... the fuck out of him. I love how all the players come out like, yeah, we need to be involved too. I do like, you know what? That is one reason I like hockey. It's very like physical. Yeah. Team. Well, it's also like they, they, I don't know. I I do like that. All right. Now, now I'm going to, I'm going to link a different thing, which is the most egregious thing I've ever seen in any sport. I think. It is fucking nuts. Like, the fact that this guy continued to be in the league after this is insane to me. What the fuck? Holy <laughs> shit! Right? That was crazy. Holy shit. He was known as, uh, Bruce Bowen was known as a dirty player, but as far as I know, that's the only time he, like, karate kicks someone in the face. Yeah, that's, like, how do you, you can't, you can't defend that. There, there's no defense of that. Yeah! Right? It's fucking wild. Like, just not, damn. Like, that was, like, that was. Didn't, crazy. didn't even try to defend, just yeah. was like, like fuck this shit. Here's my fucking badass Jordan that I just paid a million dollars for to wear on TV. I think he was also, like, he was one of those players who was pretty well known for, like, if someone, like, jumped up, he would, like, put his foot under them so that they would, like, potentially roll their ankle when they landed. Damn, that's... Jesus. Yeah. I can't... Like, I'm, I'm a football fan myself, and I hate anyone who is, like, like, aggressive for... No reason. Yeah. I don't really get Even it. Even though football is an aggressive sport. But yeah, I, yeah. I still feel like you, you can play the game in a civil safe manner. Yes, yeah. exactly. You if can not some... actively try to hurt people right. in a game that's already dangerous. Yes, yeah. yes. Right, yes. you can go out of your way to make sure they don't get a fucking concussion by the end of the fucking Right, fucking right. Like, I don't, I, even if I lived in Cincinnati, I could never be a fan of the Bengals because I feel like they're just, like, all terrible people. It it does seem like the Bengals, like, their ownership does not care whether they're decent humans or not. Nah, they're just like, yeah, let's beat everyone up. Uh, twin brother, actually a huge Bengals fan. (laughs) I actually saw that and I was like, where did I just hear the name Cincinnati (laughs) And now that you mentioned about it, the picture I was like looking at as I was looking at your face on Hangouts was his like Cincinnati. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure he has like several like pictures of him in jerseys as well. Like, I will say as I've gotten older, like I'm a lot like what a younger me was a lot more likely to wear a Cubs jersey, whereas now I'm like, eh, it's kind of weird. It's like it's like wearing a costume all the time. I. I Actually, this is weird. I decided I I don't I think it's a thing, but I went to a Washington Nationals game last year oh, and sure. I wore my Cubs sh- like fake jersey thing. Oh, the jerseys? Like, yeah. Yeah, like it was like, well, I might as well 
use my baseball thing. Oh, yeah. Know, like, I, I would also, like, I would wear a Cubs hat if I went, like, I wore a Cubs hat when I went to see the Rockies play the Mets. Yeah. Once. I mean, it makes it makes sense to me. Yeah, A, you're establishing that you're a fan of baseball, even right. if you're not a fan of the teams involved in the game. And B, like, you know. Actually, I don't have B. That's all you need. Although I need a B to be following the rules of outlining. Ah. If A, then B. Indeed. Okay, I have another question. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. If you have to create an alter ego for yourself, what would it be and who would you name it? What would you name it? I mean, that's basically what we do every time we play Dungeons and Dragons. That's true. So you would always be a blood red great sword. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, my my current D and D character is a lot more ridiculous than that. Um, uh, he he's half elf, half orc. Uh, he's a sorcerer. He current I don't remember what his original last name was because, like, at some point I got like he had a staff attuned to him, and then I found another staff, and uh, at that point. Uh, uh, the DM was like, "Oh, I, if you already have a staff, I can change it, change it to a different item." And I was like, "Nope, I'm rock rolling with two staves." And then, yeah. and then I changed his name to Preston Two Staves, and uh, I'm constantly making up like fake backstory for him uh, about like you know things that historically the two staves have have believed or are responsible for or whatever, despite the fact that it it, it is legit in game that this is something that I just started referring to myself in the last like month or two. I uh don't want you to correct me if I'm wrong, but I just envision you walking around like you're on skis and use your two staffs to like slide you <laughs> <laughs> and get around that uh, way. I, I I will admit it has not like come up to that level of detail. But <laughs> Well don't don't fix it if I'm wrong. That's just how I envision you getting around uh various parts of the but yeah, it's universe. sort of per- it's permeated the universe to the point where the uh, the DM created a rival for me named uh, named Two Ones. Um, <laughs> I love it. And uh, we had like a random fight, and I didn't know that this was coming because again, I did not think he was going to be fleshing out my in character fictional backstory. <laughs> <laughs> Like it's not not just fictional in the context of the fact that everything that happens in the game it's fictional is fictional. It's fictional in the sense that he says a bunch of things that could not possibly be true, <laughs> because like it talks about like how we two stabs have a long history of insert whatever I'm rambling about at the time when the history of the two stabs has existed for like significantly less than an in-game year. <laughs> Detail-oriented DM. Yeah. 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 And it's sort of, like, it also brings to mind that, like, I very, very much, and you you guys probably know this, uh, I like, I like comedy in d and I don't, I don't like it when games get, like, really, really serious. Well, exact same. <laughs> um, so, for a long time, I thought that, uh... D&D wasn't my thing because the very, very, very first time I played was 3.5 and it was all combat all the time. Like, you'd go into combat and walk five feet and then you'd in combat again. And I was so bored. Like, yeah, rolling dice is fun, but, like, 
I always thought the point of this was to be like your character and I never felt like I could be that. So when I felt like when I first played my 5e game and I had to make decisions and like Mm -hmm. act out certain things, it was just totally like revolutionary for me. 3-5, I don't love it. I, uh, I've, I've talked about this on the podcast a lot too because Forrest is always like, I want to play Pathfinder. Yeah. And Pathfinder is basically like 3 5, but like with slightly less infuriating mechanics. But like also you can like just break the game because the no- there's nothing checking the numbers. Uh, although I will say the second edition of Pan- Pathfinder, I read through some of it and it seems intriguing. But I also worry that it's still going to be like you know, RPG math edition. Yeah, I don't mean I don't think I even knew there was a second edition of Pathfinder. Uh I just happened to be at Second and Charles at some point, which is like a bookstore that also has like used stuff and like pop culture y things. Uh I, I said Second and Charles and realized that I think it's like not a widespread thing. I think there are a few of them in Colorado and basically they're like most of them exist in spaces that used to be borders. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But they've got, like, I don't think they sell any new video games. I think all of the video games they have are used, but... And the CDs as well. But then, like, they get, like, new comics, new books, toys, that kind of stuff. And board games. I, I like it. It's a cool store, but like the one that's like right near the the mall that I live closest to has a funky smell in the entrance, and I've never been able to figure out what it is. Maybe the smell of like Borders failure, but yeah. <laughs> All right, one more question. Okay, what's your favorite story about yourself? Oof. I don't know the answer to this myself. I will have to think. Yeah, uh, I so, thought it was an interesting Someone question. broke their hand punching me in the face once. Okay, that's good. That's yeah, good. That's, that's a good, good one. Yeah. <laughs> How do we follow up with that? Yeah. <laughs> Dang, that's but good. But yeah, yeah, that that is that is part of a the, my favorite specific detail, which is part of the larger <laughs> story of me effectively winning a fight against three people <laughs> throwing a one punch. That sounds very funny. It, it ultimately, like, they wanted my wallet. Ugh. And I remember after the fact, someone saying, what if they had a knife? And I'm like, well, I didn't think about that. And they yeah. didn't, so we're good. Yeah. <laughs> good, good response. It's also when I learned that, you know, sometimes if you're with people, they just run at the fi- the side of danger. And oh, if yeah. you're like the one person in the group that doesn't, that that can make the math a little bit different than you think it is. Because I'm just <laughs> like, I'm standing here like, I'm not going to let this guy have my fucking wallet. <laughs> and then everyone else just runs off. I'm like, oh, cool, cool. Very good. Feel good about this. Impressive. It's really the only impressive fight story I have because, like, I've been in one fight in my adult <laughs> life, and most of my fights in my youth were with siblings, and sibling fights don't really count. I mean, they count in the in that they hurt the same, but like, you know, no one gives a shit about them. 
That's fair. I really don't have anything that I can think of that's like just the best. Like, yeah, that's me too. Actually, I, like, I don't know that I have. I stay at this. home. I read. I watch anime, and I go to the gym. Like that's my life. Even as a kid, um, it's pretty much the same story. Uh, the closest thing I have to John's story is when I was younger. My twin and I actually were very close and always looked out for each other. There was this kid choking out Zach, and I, I like it was like a little boy, and I beat the shit out of him and got <laughs> got in a lot of trouble and got swats from the principal of my elementary school. Um, wait, wait, and and like my mom like was livid that I got in a fight, and my biological dad like gave me knuckles for like sticking up for my brother. When you say got swats. Like, I got spanked by a pound. Okay, that's what I thought you meant. Yeah. Yeah, that's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that shit doesn't fly above the Mason-Dixon. Nope. That's, it does not. It does not. That's why I feel like I'm allowed to consider myself a millennial, because that shit would be taken straight to court. <laughs> yeah. These days. I mean, I think... I, I think in Ohio, that shit would have been taken to court in the 90s. Like, yeah, same here. Oh, yeah. Same. In Iowa, Not, same. So, um, it's only, like, it's. I think it's less than an hour, maybe, like, a 45-minute drive. Um, one of my childhood best friends lived there in a small town called Pampa. They're bringing back corporal punishment in oh, um, um, public schools, corporal and punishment. principals can mandate SWATs to children again. That's bonkers. Starting, starting in the fall. Yeah. Uh we got a we got a district wide email about it. Um because they're part of our uh like uh, they're not in our county, but they're like like the panhandle region, I guess. They're part of our whatever. And so we got a big like email about it. Like uh, so fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I would never like my hypothetical kids would never spank them or hit them. So the fact that people are okay with this like stranger doing it with stranger, a, yes, with a paddle, not even their hand, not even like not that that makes it any better, but like with a foreign. I object, mean, it probably hurts less, like a right, hand versus a paddle. Right, like like you're letting the stranger with a foreign object beat your kid. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, that's bonkers. Like I would, I would hesitate to condemn a a parent who wanted to do that because. You know, parents are parents and all that <laughs> shit. But, 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 Jesus Christ, that's insane. Yeah. You're not wrong. What a fucking world, man. Yeah. Yeah, that shit's wild. Like, people judge me here, because obviously, like, I'm very uh, left. But also, like, <laughs> there's part of me that, like, like, because of where I live, I'm like, if I ever had kids, I think I would fucking hold homeschool them. Like, this shit is, like, wild. Like and then and then you get like news that like just a just an hour over this the the little town next to you is doing corporal punishment. Why would I send my kids to fucking public school? To yeah, that, nah. you know? Like if I <laughs> if I were stuck here, I would not send my kids to that predicament. But I would imagine. Well, I, I like I think that at that point you just have to if you real you have to leave. You can't. Stay there. Right. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. crazy. I couldn't imagine, like, so that's, so my mom 
And so, like, I, I think I blame a lot of my liberal leanings on the fact that my mom was raised in California, moved here um, her junior or senior year when she was in high school. So most of her uh, formative years, she was very liberal. And she's not political at all, but I still, like, like take my opinions from my grandma, whom I live with, which is her mom. And, um, like, so... I, like, she was raised in this town that went to that, and they weren't even doing that when she was in high school, like, her mm. junior and senior year. Yeah. So to go Jesus. back to that, she's like, she's like, that's not, that's not how I punish my kids. Like, that's not, like, I couldn't imagine letting someone else do that. And for yeah. me, I'm the same way. It's just, it's just so fucking mind-boggling that you think, like, like, hitting your kids is any, any way to, like, get through to them. Yet we promote domestic violence victims to seek help. And in Texas, like, I'm for that. Like, I, I 100%, like, purple's my favorite color because of the fact that it represents the domestic violence ribbon. And I support that. And I've gone through a lot of things myself. But um, the fact that, like, we promote, like, seeking help for that, but we're going to beat our kids? Like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Like, I can't, I can't deal with the hypocrite. Like, it's just... Well, I don't know that. Like, I I feel like people who look at, like, I think that you are giving them too much credit. Because I think that a lot of those same people would be like, well, you're uh, the property of your husband and he can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, that's 100% fair. Like, so... Without too much detail, some things happened in my past relationship, and they're like, oh, well, that's your husband. Like, that, we literally sought saw, saw out couples therapy, and that was the therapist's, like, thing. like, as a therapist, they were like, well, like, that's your husband. Like, no. No. Like, like what? Yeah. And as, yeah. <laughs> as someone seeking help from a therapist, I knew that advice was wrong. Oh. And and so like coming from that like whole demographic like yeah I I hundred percent agree that I probably am giving them too much credit <laughs> and the fact that I'm considered a liberal giving them this credit you know can you imagine like their train of thought like it's just it's just so fucking insane like, I constantly like I need to leave Texas as fast as I can. And then the other half of me is like, my whole life and my family is here, and uh, I don't, it's just such a fine line. I personally, um, I'm also really close with my family, like, they're very, very important to me, but I have, luckily, my parents are liberals, and also, like, they realize that the best thing you can do for your children is to let them go and be themselves. So, like, I'm still extremely close with them, but they're also like, you need to go do the best thing for you. And, like, I think that's the best way to parent because even though, like, we're not close physically, we're still very close, like, emotionally because they always supported me and they always, they never, like, were like, Oh, you're you're doing this wrong or whatever, you know. Yeah. You're di- like, oh, I like when I I think about this a lot when I think about like Veronica's family because like she 
has left Texas and like I feel like her and Sam are like blossoming and like doing so yes. well. And it's like, yeah, I don't I don't I I don't think Texas is good. I think Texas is bad, guys. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. For me it's like like <sighs> I can't I can't justify it because people die young like but for me yeah. like my my best friend, my grandma, the one I live with is here and as many times as I'm like just go with me like I'll I'll figure it out like I'll take care of you. She's like my life is here, my friends are here. And like like I can't leave my grandma, like my mom, my brothers, everyone I'm close with. I'm like I can come back, I can visit by my grandma like as much as we fight, as much as like things happen like if I were to leave and 6 months later something happened, I don't think I'd I would know what to do with myself because I wasn't here for that. And I know that's not fair and I can't live my life around that, but part of me can. Like, as much as I'm miserable here, I would be more miserable if I left and something happened. And because I don't have a career, I don't have something that could support me coming back if I left. Like, if something hit the fan, I think that's what's holding me here. Does that make sense? No, totally. I actually had a similar thing happen to me. When I was younger, my mother, my, well, it's kind of complicated, but my grandfather was not doing well. So, like, I pretty much stayed around for, it wasn't that I was super close with him, but my mom was super close with him. So, like, I knew I had to be there for her if he passed away. But in the end, like, like, crazy things happened and, uh, yeah, like, you you can't predict the future, but I, I do understand. Yeah, like, for me, I guess, like, right now, nothing is holding me here, but also nothing's taking me away, so I stay here for my grandma. But if I met the love of my life and, like, had to move to Canada, like, I would do it in a heartbeat and be <laughs> like, you're just coming with me. Like, I would just force her or, like, whatever the circumstance. But because, And like, also you'd get health care, so. Also, right, yeah, right, that would be better for her. Right. She would get free health care. Like, I guess for me it's, like, right now leaving is a want and not a necessity because, like, I'm, I'm single, I'm here, I'm doing my thing. So, like, here is okay, but if I ever met something that changed those circumstances in a heartbeat, like, I wouldn't even question it. But because... It's like I would be leaving and being by myself and like Yeah, I, I there's no yeah. There's nothing drawing me away. Like staying is okay, but if the circumstances were different, I would definitely like not question it at all because knowing who I am and like knowing like for instance, like I stifle a lot of who I am here because of like what I work for, like like just knowing certain things about my lifestyle, I could like lose my job. Yeah, it's that's so, bonkers. It's so fucking ridiculous. Like, um, there was a teacher who was up for teacher of the year and lost because she was um, a lesbian here in Amarillo. That's, like, she's horrible. She's a fantastic human. Yeah, like, like because I live a certain lifestyle, like I would never accomplish anything, you know, quote unquote, and uh, because people aren't watching me on camera like the rest of you, and. Uh, <laughs> all two of you but but yeah it's just i don't know i don't ever think of that this is where my final destination is but like living here with my grandma like it's enough for me 
Yeah. No, that's totally fair. You have so much of your life left as well. Right, like, there's like no reason to rush. Sometimes I forget that, like, for me, like, 24, I'm like, oh, my God. And then to, like, other people, you're like, oh, only 24. <laughs> like, I <laughs> I don't think about it. <laughs> I, uh, if I didn't have a kid here, I would not be in fucking Colorado at this yeah. point. Okay, yeah. Okay, so what... But at the same time, like, John, we've talked about this before. Like, you don't really have anywhere else to be either. Like, it's not like you are like, I need to be in. I need to not be in snow. Well, sure, sure. Like, I fucking hate. I I hate the winter with the fire of a thousand suns. I still feel like you don't really have, like, like, I think that you need to love somewhere else, though, before you go. Like, I don't think you can just be like, I hate this place, I need to go somewhere else, because I don't I don't think that's enough. Maybe I mean, it is, but... I mean, I, I hear about 60 to 75 degree weather year-round. <laughs> I think I could learn to love San Diego. Um, yeah, yeah, no, no. I mean, well, San Diego's great. Yeah, that's, that's funny. Like, that's where my mom and her entire family is from. I'm first-generation Texan, so, like, the fact that you are talking about San, San Diego, like, I've always thought, like, that's where I should go. Well, hey, if I... We are moving there. We're going to be in San Diego, so you guys can come live with me. <laughs> I will out. be there. Yeah. <laughs> um, because, Matt, well, this is all assuming that we actually go because this... COVID-19 is messing up yeah, who, everything. <laughs> who, who knows what the world is going to look like in right, exactly. six months. Yeah. Who knows? No one. It's very I odd. S- I saw that uh, Matthew got his uh, promotion or I don't know what to call it today. Something, some kind of trainer. Yes. That's yes. very exciting. It is, but like the, at the same time, like that, I mean, that's a very good thing for his career, but like uh, the oh my god like i was reading there's an article they fired a captain on a navy ship because he asked for like help with the coronavirus and it's like i'm extremely disturbed by this yeah it, that's it was a tragic ew, bad bad times like it is not like obviously we already know being on a cruise ship being on any sort of ship it's a bad 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 place to be with coronavirus and yeesh, yeesh. Huh. I don't even want to. I don't want to think Can, about it. Like, does the person like? I feel like that feels like wrongful termination territory. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, and I, I wonder if they can. But at the same time, you when you do the only thing I was thinking was when you do sign on to the military, you are obligated to not represent yourself. Um. As political within your, um, the, like, as, uh... The idea that coronavirus is political is infuriating. Like It's true, it's true. But, but um, I think the, the problem was, I think the, the, the worst part of it was the, the letter that he sent to complaint got to the news before they had the chance to deal with it internally, and I, I think that was probably it. Like, it would be different if he had just sent it up the chain as opposed to... I, and I don't know if he actually did or someone else did, but it, it got to a newspaper first, so... I mean, not saying that that's a, that should be the reason, but 
I think that in the military they write that kind of shit in, so. Fair enough. But, yeah, it doesn't make me happy, like, ooh, that's bad, it's bad times. Yeah. A lot of that going on. Yes. But, well, God, I was reading also about the cruise industry. Like, yeah, if they're not, if they're not American companies, we're not going to fucking save them. Like, fuck you. You're not paying American taxes. Go, go away. I feel like, I feel like our focus should be more on like saving individuals and less about saving companies anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Yeah, like, my mom, so my, okay, so my dad is a manager to a degree at Best Buy. My mom's, like, freaking out because right now, as a manager, he's still getting paid and they're finding a way from him to work. But they're like, all these other companies who seem more prominent than Best Buy are already, like, we can't continue to pay our our, our employees. And she's like, it's only a matter of time before Best Buy, who sells electronics, like, like in the grand scheme of themes, it doesn't seem like like all this thing. Like I mean, p- people need webcams now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that exactly. Like we're like like how, but the thing is, like he works in appliances. Like I guess people need refrigerators, they need washers and dryers, but yeah, yeah. But the way the way they go about selling these things is so crazy. Like you pull up in the parking lot, an employee comes out, asks you what you need. <sighs> And they're supposed to bring you to the parking lot options like, okay, like I'm supposed to bring you three different washers to choose from right here in the parking lot. Like, like, it's just so crazy. And so like this whole thing is just fucking wild. And like the fact that that still most of the American government is about making their top dollar instead of taking care of the people that provide them to keep making that top dollar, like. Like it's just right. It, it makes it it makes it makes it obvious that they view the workforce as like just a commodity as opposed to like you know actual Essential. fucking humans. Yeah, yeah. which I the, every single letter I write to a government official always is like, all right, I'm gonna lay out my argument, which is like, yes, be a decent human being, and then I end it with like, hey, but. If if you if you don't care about human lives and all you care about is the money, like it's still the right thing to do to not let people die and like if people don't have money, they can't spend money right. on the, your fucking corporations. Right. Like it's it's bonkers. It doesn't make any sense. Like if you like I it because I always thought and I, I think I've I've shifted as an older person but like i always thought like oh these these conservatives like they really believe that trickle down economics works and then like i got to the point where i was like no they do not believe this right that that, there's no way that you could possibly believe this and now i've come back around to no they actually are dumb enough that they actually believe it because otherwise what the fuck are you doing like I, i think that I think that, like, the people at the very top understand right, that yeah. it is a way to keep the concentration <laughs> of power at the very top. And I think that the people at the very bottom who are on that side of things buy into the myth of the American dream. I have no idea about, like, the people that fill up the space in the middle. That Those are the people that I can't figure out yeah, where they're well, coming from. It, 
I don't know because it feels like you shouldn't be that dumb, but like, how could you possibly be pushing these ideas if you don't? It it doesn't make sense. Like in this crisis right now, you are fucked if you're going to be doing this, and it's like I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah. The the answer is very clear to me, which I think is exactly what Europe is doing. You have to freeze the economy in place. You pay people to stay at home. Right. And it you, you pick it back up. And that's like like that's not ideal. Like it coming from the left, that's not ideal. We want to change things, but coming from the right, like I'm thinking as a someone who wants to keep capitalism or whatever, like mm-hmm. what are you doing? What are you doing? And and what does the average person get? They get basically the equivalent to a minimum wage fucking salary for a month. And yeah. I mean, I do I think that's actually kind of a positive because then people could be like, "Oh, wh- wow, minimum wage doesn't actually help." Yeah, anyone. minimum wage <laughs> fucking <laughs> yeah. is it's trash. And honestly, in a lot of places, it's a theoretical minimum wage because the cost of living is so high that you're never going to make that little. Yeah, but no, that that kind of minimum wage doesn't exist in like you know real maybe life. maybe if you're a 14 year old working at an ice cream place, yes. you're making minimum wage, but. so yeah like i keep hearing how much like trump wants to give us a one-time fee of whatever it's like what is it 1200 or something laughably like insignificant for instance like what i make i'm like okay like i can make this manage but then i think about you, John, or you, Molly, or you that live somewhere totally more, yeah, um, high, yeah. Uh, more high maintenance than me. I'm like, this is this this isn't even rent. This isn't well, even. It doesn't. It doesn't really make sense because they're like, as much as I would hate to do this, like in a logical sense, they have those numbers. They know how much people are paying in different areas. They could make this work, and they're choosing to be obtuse and fucking idiots. Honestly, the the, the cleanest way to do it is just figure out uh, the the and the, there are people who would not like this, but I think that I think that in times like this, the most important thing is figuring out a quick solution that works for people. Yeah, no, I I like, do agree with that. Yeah. So I I would say like. Use San Francisco as a test. How much do yeah. they need to get by, and then give and that then, to everybody? Because like, I agree. I, I because agree. like when you start means testing, it slows things down. It cuts people out. Like like I don't. I would rather like, and I've said this several times to different people. Like uh, I would rather someone who doesn't need three thousand dollars a month gets yeah. it. If it means that everyone who needs $3,000 a month also gets it, you know? I I definitely agree. Um, I wonder if part of the reason that they did part 
of the way they did it was only because the le- like how do you get checks to people though because you only have bank accounts for the people so who who got refunds yeah but, yeah yeah but i think i think the way it's uh from what i was reading i think they're mailing checks to anyone who they don't have a bank account for which is yeah not, like if you can figure out a way to like do that quickly that's all well and good but it's the government so probably not and it's like a government that is sort of like predicated on the i like a lot of republican administrations are predicated on on the idea of like government doesn't work and then the, everything they do sort of like fuels that idea right right but yeah i don't i mean i think the easiest thing to do if you like and i guess not everyone has a bank account but like I don't know how you do it in a way that doesn't, like, overwhelm a server, but say, April 5th, everybody get on this website and say, do I want a direct deposit, or do yeah, I want yeah. want this in the mail? Like, It shouldn't be that difficult. It should be easy enough to do, but, but like, when we see the examples of, like, servers being overwhelmed it is kind of difficult to imagine (laughs) but like if you choose like the mail method for people in theory like a change of address should still cover you like even if you've moved since like you filed taxes last year but right god it's so complicated i'm saying so uh my grandparents who are on social security don't even get uh, this uh benefit or whatever i what, i think they fixed it so they do now cuz uh i don't know how recently it was ago but my grandmother applied for it and like within 20 minutes not even she got an email back saying like they uh didn't approve her to get this loan <laughs> or whatever they're calling loan i i think stimulus is what they're uh yeah yeah, yeah. Because I think it, I think it, it's supposed to be tax free, even although twelve hundred tax free in the grand scheme of things probably isn't making that much of a dent for most people. But right. unless you're just on the precipice of being in a different tax bracket, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I don't know how all of it works. Um, I try to keep up, but some of it, like I'm still learning, and it's complicated to me. But yeah, um, she was like, "Oh, like this would this would help out, like not knowing what's going on with you, what's going on with your aunt." She applied for it, like, not even, like, 15 minutes later. She, like, got an email saying, like, oh, you don't qualify for our stimulus package, if that's what they're calling it. And I'm like, who, like, like you didn't even, there's no way within 15 minutes of all these people who else applied for it that you, like, checked her circumstances and decided that, like, it's just insane. Like, I don't know. It makes me sad, and I mean, the thing is, like, I know how I feel about it, but I don't have an answer to it. So it's like, what do what do you do? All right, let's see what the uh, Washington Post says. IRS to begin issuing twelve hundred coronavirus payments April 9th. That's six days away. That's 
crazy. But some Americans won't receive checks until September. That's insane. That's a bad time. Like, that's not going to help. That's super not going to help. Yeah, like, like what, nine months from now? Well, yeah. Less than nine months, but, you know, yeah, like, a pretty substantial time away, like, okay, like, what are they supposed to do until then? <sighs> yeah, I mean, they really needed to do this before April 1st if they were really going to make it helpful. Yeah, that's, like, five months from now, like, April to September, what are they supposed to do until then? What are they going to, like, $1,200, a one-time $1,200 yeah, one time, yeah, in yeah. September. That's five months of rent that they're missing out on if it lasts that long. It's That's five months of food for their family. That's five months of a car payment. Like, And they're just supposed to wait and hope that $1,200 can carry them? Like, like maybe me in small-town Texas, $1,200 can make it work. Or other people, which is still a stretch, but like, like I'm lucky enough to live where costs are relatively low. Like gas just at a dollar fifty five today. Like other people are like two fifty is a reprieve for them. Like I couldn't imagine everything else they're paying for. All right, so if. You look at the article I just posted in Weasel Chat, it it does say, I think that anyone who is receiving Social Security yeah. will it, still automatically. It, it, also, it, it also does look like they initially said that they wouldn't. Yes, yes. So they, cha- they changed their, uh, their line on that or whatever. Uh, like... Uh, appara- I, I liked the line in the article that said Democrats and some Republicans uh, <laughs> criticized this decision like the initial decision to not give these people money or whatever it was but yeah I don't know like if it, if it, if it were me I'd, I'd be going e- like even further than like what Bernie's proposing and Bernie's proposing like $2,000 a month until this all blows over yeah well, I've I've heard a lot of good like the the way you do it is you tie it to some some economic factor and you do we're going to make payments to these people until unemployment is under 5% or you know like you you make it so I, it actually makes sense I, because I, I think the you- you need to if you're going to do that you need to look at underemployment too like people like oh, sure, sure, people sure. like to look at unemployment like it's just this w- the one metric that tells you everything you need yeah, to know yeah no but- no 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 i was just saying i just was using unemployment but you can use like some other number as well just the mm-hmm. idea that you can't uh every time they we need money, which is going to be multiple times in the next few months. Right. That they have to pass a whole new bill is not going to happen. Like, you yeah, to- that that is practically speaking. Uh, that's a tough sell, especially if every bill that they work on is just for like a one time thing, because they could have structured it differently where it's like, you know, maybe spend a little more time on it, especially since. Yes. The- Fucking idiot. Because more time probably would have been worth it if the solution had been like better. Like, 
Right. No, I agree. I totally agree. I don't understand. Like, people were kind of pressuring them, I'm sure, to finish it. But, like, yeah, just make – you can think about it just a little bit more and, like, make it more practical and – Right. Oh, dear. And you listeners, you thought we wouldn't circle back to Politicast, but here we are. Actually, if you've listened to any of our episodes in the like last year and a half, you probably didn't think we weren't going to circle back. But I 100% thought we would start circle back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. We we have a way, and we're all a bunch of dirty commies. So, although I say that in jest, uh, I I would like anyone who hears that and thinks, "Yeah, you are." Look up the difference between communism and socialism for a second, <laughs> for a hot second, or even socialism and democratic socialism, which is what is being proposed by like people of my ilk for the most part. That's like, fair. it's socialism in the Scandian Scandinavian model. So, like, all of your comments about what's happening in Venezuela are more or less irrelevant to the to the discussion. I digress. Also, politics make my heart heavy, y'all. Yeah, yeah. We're making up for lost time. We're uh, we're past in three hours and thirty minutes of recording. I know. Like, I was just thinking. Like, I think our last one was maybe an hour and a half, and we were all like, "Uh, where do we go from here?" And now here we are. This is where we went. Well, I think that it's just yeah, like you. Uh... It's more interesting this way. Also, it's one of those things, Kaylee, you've experienced this less, but the the first episode back is always super long. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. very chatty, that's true. Uh, which, given this format, doesn't matter. But, like, when you're trying to play a game, yes, it's, uh, yeah. it's a struggle. Because, like, we just, uh, when when it's been a long hiatus, we just end up missing each other and talking. If our format is just talking, then we're good. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, works out. Even before we did this, I kind of had a feeling like once we all like uh, got onto this thing, we would uh, have this super long chat, and then uh, maybe like even it might even overscore into a couple of episodes, and then we would eventually play something again. I yeah, mean, we'll I see what happens because the trick yeah. is like. A, getting someone who's actually, like, enthusiastic about running a thing. Like, that's hard. Uh, I've I've run a couple of different times, obviously. Um, and generally speaking, I, I dislike it more than I like it. <laughs> but the only person who seemed to like it ended up stressing himself out doing it. So, like, you know. It's, you know, but like, we also can just be adaptable and kind of, instead of being like a fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons podcast, we can chat sometimes or we could just fuck around and play Fiasco one week or like we could. Yeah, just do various things. We don't have. That's probably better for us. We don't have to marry ourselves to a format if the format is making any of us miserable. 
Like, you know. Yeah, that's fair. Because ultimately this is about, like, you know, hanging out with people that we uh, we like hanging out with. Like, you know, we, we all enjoy each other's company. And whatever form that takes week to week, I think the important thing is that we get together and, you know, do whatever it is we're going to do. Uh, Kaylee. Yes. You don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but who is this person that you just uh, mentioned in our, uh, in your tweet? Which tweet? Oh, Josh? Uh, I don't know how he, I think he probably, as most, I would say, 50-50 shot. I think he started uh, following Geekly Inc. Um, oh, I see. Somehow, uh, I, I'm pretty sure his first podcast was um, Greetings Adventurers or, you know, Drunks and Dragons. And somehow, right, like, like within days after Geekly Con 2019, he started interacting with other Geeklies. And uh, we started following each other due to our workout program. Ah. And uh, he started lifting, and I, I obviously was like, um, by then, probably like four or five months into starting weight training, and uh, we like connected over that. And then he has this super beautiful dog, and of course, I'm always talking about Athena, and he's always talking about his dog, and uh, it just kind of spread where we like, he followed me because of Geekly Inc. and we bonded over these things and then over various social medias and uh, he joined my social distancing book club that I started and uh, so the social distancing book club that actually met before we we met like all of them except for me are actually very vocal and very open and very um, not shy and but he was the only other shy person. And a couple of times they were like, oh, but Josh hasn't said anything. And I was like, he's trying. Because I know what it's like to be that person where you're like shy, don't know what to do, don't know. And uh, like he was just super adorable and sweet. And uh, he's, a, he's a very good guy. Oh, okay. And his dog Summer, like if she had her own page, I would follow her as a dog. And uh, she's super wonderful too. Sometimes I don't know if people are okay with me, like, tagging them in my tweets. So uh, there are so many other people that, like, since I started quarantine who have just been super wonderful to me. But, like, I didn't know if it was okay to um, let the like let others know that they have been as equally as wonderful. I, I think people like that. I don't think you have to worry. Yeah, I was going to say, broadly speaking, I think people generally, like, like gestures. Like Yes, yes. I, uh... I try to always go back to, like, Geekly Appreciation Day and see how, like, a wide of an impact that has on the community and try to, like, do that more than just on that day. But then there's certain times where I'm like, uh, like, I I feel like, in my view, like, I appreciate this person and I feel like we're relatively, like, friends. But I don't know if, like, they're on the same page as me and I don't want to make them uncomfortable. Again, it goes back to me having, like, bad brain issues that I'm working through, but... Yeah, that's. I like really try to be more appreciative and uh, reach out when I think about it. I I think I feel like earlier Geekly Appreciation Day Appreciation Days. I would try to break it down more, but like uh, 
it's such a large amount of people at this point that yeah, I, I just kind of say, like, you know, I appreciate you guys. <sighs> Get at me if you want. Like, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's unwieldy, like, to just make, like, six or seven different posts about, like, you know. Every single person. Yeah, the first year I was a part of the Geekly community and I saw it, like, I didn't realize what it was, and then um, the next year, like like you said, it was more uh, like vague. And the again, like as the community grows, everyone's like, "I just love everyone, love everyone." Like that Will Ferrell meme. Like that's what I think of. Like, just we all appreciate you. And um, I think my favorite thing about this community is, uh, for the most part, like I've seen some tension. But even if you don't necessarily get along with someone or you don't vibe with them or whatever you want to call the feeling, like, like everyone seems to be generally civil and, like, it makes it a lot easier. And, like, it's it's really a beautiful thing. Yeah, I mean, once one, when you have X amount of people, there are going to be, like, at least minor issues for sure. But I do feel like, for the most part, it's been devoid of, you know, with a couple of exceptions, I'm sure, like, that I'm not thinking of right the second. For the most part, it's, like, you know, avoided, like, m- catastrophic territory. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I think I think what happened was that we kind of reached, like, I people have been saying this for a while, but I think we've actually reached the point where there are so many people that, you don't have to interact with everyone. And that was the problem that those were the only problems that ever popped up when everyone was expected to like everyone and that wasn't happening. Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. I can definitely see that. I think I was like right in the middle of that. Like, I guess it seemed like everyone got like the, my first Geekly Con, um, which was, uh, this would have been four years ago, but three years ago, if you consider the last Geekly Con, however you want to consider it, the Missouri Geekly Con. Um, St. Louis, everyone kind of seemed like they interacted with everyone, but at the same time, there was small, like, I don't, because it makes it sound cliquish, and that's not what I mean, but you were starting to figure out who your people were and who you wanted to interact with and who your close friends were, but not like a click type thing, like you just knew who you liked, if that makes sense. Or It's it's also just about, like, you have a finite amount of time. Right, like right, to right. interact with people, you're not going to get to interact with everyone. So you want to maximize the amount of time you're spending around people that you legitimately enjoy being around, which isn't going to be everyone. Exactly. That that was Missouri Geekly Con because it was still like small enough, in my opinion, to where everyone, again, everyone knew everyone, but like you were like choosing like what time you had was um, very important, and you wanted to make sure you maximize that, like John said, with the people you appreciate. And then uh, going into the following Geekly Con, it was even more so that, so you like, like, I don't have a lot of time and I'm going to spread it as thin as I can. But at the end of the day, like, this is the one time a year I get with my friends and that's what I'm going to utilize it. And I I really appreciate that because, like I said, like, prior to that, like, prior to Geekly Con, it was a bunch of, like, things I avoided because of the drama, because of the tension and, like, coming into this and, like, realizing, like, you are who you are and that's beautiful and then you find the people that you appreciate and you spend time with them and it's beautiful but like you still get a get along or at least uh civil with everyone like all of it just like is like the perfect like universe 
for Kaylee, who has social anxiety to live in, because when I'm freaking out, I can find the people I'm close to, but then outside of that, I can reach out and find new people that I learn to appreciate and, like, get super close with, and it's just, like, a very beautiful environment for someone like me to thrive in. I can't think of anyone off the top of my head that I particularly avoid at this point. But I, I think that you're very discerning right off the bat. That's fair. Like, you would not, yeah, you would not have already tried to be friends with these people. Like, they're... These specific people. I, I will say early early on in, like, when when you, like you said, when when there was a greater chance of interacting with a larger percentage of the community. There were people that I did not necessarily always enjoy. Sure. sure. And I'm not going to get into the particulars because I'm, it's not even necessarily like, I think this person's a bad person. I just think that we don't necessarily have compatible like personalities. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, although, you know, um, but yeah, like you said, now it's really not a thing. And, you know, I can't really think of much of anyone where it's like I would avoid them in, in, in like internet spaces. Just sometimes like there were, there were people that I didn't click with in like the real life, like at GeeklyCon setting. It's like, you know, for whatever reason, like with some people, like there just isn't that like interpersonal chemistry and that's just the way it goes. Yeah. But, you know. But, like, you know, I was I was always sort of, like, you know, I never really knew about the drama unless someone came and told me about the drama when there were, when when it was happening. Like, you know, I, like, I existed sort of, like, parallel to that, I think. I didn't really either, but I had, like, there definitely was issues at some point. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. Um... I don't think I was ever involved in any of it in, until yeah. it was, like, hindsight, like, after it was already over. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, oh, like, I guess that makes sense, like, to me. Right. Like That, that was me, too. Hindsight biased 100%. But for the most part, like, I go and I spend a majority of my time with, like, my friends. But then I, like, also try to love on everyone because, like, my whole thing throughout this entire conversation has been, like, GeeklyCon changed my life so much that, like, like, it's where I'm most open, I'm most vulnerable. So, like, even people I don't know and it's out of my comfort zone, I still go out and talk to them and join games and stuff. So that's, like, my, my favorite part is uh, just really trying to reach out and be a part of the community altogether. I did I did not do that my first GeeklyCon. My first oh, GeeklyCon, I, didn't I, I just hit. sort of trapped myself in my ho- hotel room with my daughter and you know, she was a lot more outgoing than I was. Like, yeah, I, my first GeeklyCon, I hid. And so my second GeeklyCon, everyone was like, oh, you're so-and-so's wife. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. But, like, I became my own person. And they're like, oh, you're Kaylee. Like, oh, you're, you know, this and that. Like, like, And then, like, last year was, like, phenomenal. And I was there. And everyone, like, came up. And it, like, made me feel welcome, even though I was, like, kind of nervous to be there by myself. And, like... It was it was beautiful, and I I'm forever thankful. I, I will say, like within like 
five minutes of parking my car, Hiroshi gave me a hug uh, at that first GeeklyCon. So I was like, okay, so this is a little different than I was expecting it to be out the get. Yeah, Hero is 100% one of my favorite people. And sometimes I forget y'all call him Hero because I call him by his first name. And, uh, but then like, wait, why? How? And so like, I don't know. I, I, for like, we just had this conversation. Like I automatically called John Jonathan. And, uh, so when I saw that his thing said M Hiroshi Sutherland, I asked him Is he like one of the like 18 mics or something? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It it all became circled around. He's like, well, my real name's Mike. Or, like, Michael. Most people in real life call me Mike, but Geekly's call me Hero because there's so many Mikes. And I was like, nope, that doesn't work for me. <laughs> I should have never known that. And, like, most people call him Hero, so even I still say Hiroshi. But, like, for the most part, like, I call him Michael. And, um, like, I love full names. I think it's beautiful. Like, like my brother is Zach. I call him Zachary. Um, John's real name is John, but I still want to call him Jonathan. Matt, Matthew, Mike, Michael, like, this is just, like, it's, like, my thing. It's my thing. I call people by their full names. And if you don't have a full name um, and it makes sense that you should, I would probably, like, elongate your name and call you by a full name that I think fits you. And uh, so I just started calling him that. And But anyway, he's, like, one of my most favorite humans. I adore him. And, uh, yeah, he's, like, he's just, like, the best of people. That was my whole point to this conversation. I I do feel like the Geekly community is one of, like, the only spaces that has not, over time, like, gradually turned into a space where I'm known by my last name. Any other context, like, in my life, I eventually stop being John and start being Venric for some reason. Wait, I don't know. Oh, I guess. I mean. Caulfield, but. It's like there's not that many Johns actually. Yeah, which there's a few Johns. Is eh. is interesting in that like that has been I think how it happens yeah, for the most yeah. part in other spots. And also like I I don't fight it because I think John's like an incredibly boring white bread name. Yeah. I I, I was I was actually going to say it. The only one other one I can think of off the top of my head is the same one you thought of, so. Yeah. I'm sure there are others because, like, you know, it would be weird for a community of that size to only have two Johns, but. Uh, there's also Trunk John, the only other one. Oh, yeah. Okay, I do know him. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't know Trunk John until, like, uh, he added me, and then I didn't understand who he was. And I was like, I'm sorry. He's like, we met in Fred and Nirvana's room. And I was like, oh, that's. That's not fair to you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and he finally sent me a selfie. And I was like, oh, yes, we bonded over all of our tattoos. And I knew exactly who he was. Ah, uh, tattoos. I need another one. Yeah, me too. I, I, I have none, so. <laughs> you definitely need one. I thought you had one. Nope. I don't know. I don't know who I was thinking of. All right, it's one a.m., one fifteen, one seventeen. I probably should get to bed yeah, now. Yeah, I was just looking at the time. I was like, damn, it's kind of late. I mean, we did basically talk for like a sixth of a day. It's true. It's true. It's fair. I don't remember what my sign off is. 
Uh, stay uh, fresh cheese stay bags. Stay fresh cheese bags. Yeah. Which, which someone at work said to me yesterday, and oh, I was wow, like, "What crazy. the hell?" Like, <laughs> oh, that's funny. And he said the reason he says it is because like Walmart sells bags that are intended to keep cheese fresh. And I didn't even know that was a thing. Nor did I. Wow. But anyway, I, it was very uh, a very strange phrase to hear outside of the context of hearing yeah, Kaylee say, say it at the end of an episode. I would have felt the same way. I don't think I would have. Yeah, I didn't even know that was a thing, actually. Yeah, once he said it, I was like, is that a reference? Because I yeah, know someone who says reference. that. And then he, he the, when he explained it, I'm like, well, that feels way too random to have been what she was referencing. Truly, truly. <laughs> But at any rate, thanks for listening to this week's whatever this was. Uh, we're the Dire Weasels. We we will always be that. But what we what we do with that, it's gonna it's gonna look a little different week to week. I'm thinking, you know. Yeah, I would I would recommend not supporting us on Patreon at this moment because I am pausing our. Uh, Patreon. So if you are a patron, you should not be getting charged. So yeah, that's one yeah. of those things where it's like once we settle, like I don't, I'm not even necessarily like you know opposed to like like if you want to support us in our weird endeavor, that's fine. But like we want to be like in a position where we're regularly putting things out again before we're asking for right. anything. Like we it's we don't very big. If if we're putting out like a podcast a month, that's probably not worth your dollar. No, um, no. So hopefully we're we're getting back into the point where you know, for you know we'll we can do a lot of different things. We could play fiasco. Yes. We could like all get together and talk about a f- very specific thing. We could pilot my music thing. Like <laughs> we should. We probably should do that. Also, I have I have so many uh like kind of one shot shoddy things that yeah. I would like to do. We we could just sort of like do different things where we're having fun and I feel like if we're having fun interacting with each other, you're probably gonna have fun listening to us because like, yes, you know, definitely. there's like a million D D podcasts and if you were listening to us, I have to assume it was based on our personalities and our senses of humor as opposed to the fact that we were yeah. playing 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons, which, like, God knows everyone does at this point. <laughs> but anyway, uh, collectively, you can find us at Dire Weasels. You can find uh, Ivana at Arcane Vice Force at Walk 6070. I'm at Observus Kobold. I'm at Molly MM9. I am at KL with five A's. That's K or five E's. K L E E E E. No, she's actually Claw now. <laughs> claw. <laughs> um, but yeah, and um, yeah. Well, once we get this thing sort of more concretely hammered out, yes. we you know we'll revisit things like Patreon that kind of stuff. But right now, it's gonna be. It's going to be paused until we get our shit together. Yes, just for fun. We're just here to entertain ourselves and you. Yeah. 
And uh, I'm trying to think. Was there anything else? I Oh, if you have, like, ideas of things you want us to do, you can email us at direweasels at gmail.com. You know what I didn't do is... Or... Or, or tweet, tweet oh, at us. Yeah. Or, yeah, tweet at us at yeah. direweasels. Um, but... Uh, or or if you just have questions, we're all pretty approachable. Um, yes. It's true. It's true. Open but, book or whatever they say. Yeah. Uh, we we just passed the four hour mark in recording. Uh, I don't imagine when this is released, you're going to be listening to a full four hours. I would imagine there's going to be some editing. Um, I would hope so. I would hope so. I would definitely hope so. Uh, and if it somehow ends up being four hours of content and you've gotten to this point, tweet at, Thank you! Tweet, yes. <laughs> tweet uh, the cheese stands alone to Absurdus Kobold. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's a good one. And, uh, and yeah. uh, keep it fresh, cheese bags! <laughs> I always say my thing last. I'm waiting for you to say something while... Oh, sorry. Bye! And good night, cunts. <laughs> the music used in the Dire Weasels podcast is Lad Quig Jig by Lad Quig. It is available under a Creative Commons license. For more information, feel free to email us, direweasels at gmail.com.